So good morning, Eastside family. I want to encourage you to take your Bibles and turn to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. And as you're turning there, I want to remind you of a, a very important aspect of our worship assembly, of our worship to God, and that is the offering that we bring to Him faithfully each week. And we've made it possible for you to give your offering in four different ways. You can mail a check to the church address. You can get an automatic draft through your bank. You can go online to our website. On the home page, there is a button that says click give and just follow those instructions quite simple or if you're here in person you can drop off your contribution there in the box right there uh, at the back on the way out and if you're not here in person but you're with us live streaming we are we are honored and we are humbled that you would choose to be with us today so we're going to be, skip ahead right now in Joshua and we want to go to Joshua chapter 24 just going to be looking at a couple of verses there this morning but I want to start out by telling you I, I doubt I'll ever write a book on my life as a preacher and memories that I have but if I do write a book there will be this story that I will probably include because I've got a lot of stories but this is one that you just don't forget. And It was about three or four months ago and there were a group of my best friends that are in the fifth grade going into the sixth grade and we went to Rizzuto's ice cream shop. So I mean how do you forget Rizzuto's, right? But this day was memorable because we took with us one of the oldest members of our church maybe even the oldest member. I'm not sure if anybody beats David Hurwitz. He is 96 years old. I was hoping Dave could be here today, but he's not. Um, World War II veteran, 96 years old. And at the time we took, took him out on this day, he had recently lost his wife after having been married to her for 74 years. And so he was at a very down place. And so the kids and I took him for ice cream. And it was amazing. It was amazing. They, they helped him get out of the car and, and they got the whip of his ice cream. You want to delight David just buy ice cream for him. They gave him a big old thing of ice cream. They got their ice cream and we sat in this big, big table. And so David in his 96-year-old weak and raspy voice began to tell stories began to share with them memories of his life. He told them of his grandparents and his parents who moved here to the States from Russia and from the Ukraine. He shared with them about how he grew up in Pipestone, Minnesota. He told them stories of, of being a soldier in the army in World War II. He talked about how he met Ilsa in Germany. Uh, she's from Czechoslovakia, actually. She had been kicked out. But he shared with them words of wisdom, certainly that he has over his 96 years of life. And after, we, after the kids left and somehow we got them home, David and I were on our way back to where he lives. And he said, you know, Eddie, that makes me feel like I'm not just sitting around being for and just briefly touch on it because it's a very similar story. Joshua is now 110 years old. 110. He's about to die. And in that setting we read in chapter 24 
Verse 1, Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and some of the elders the heads presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, on words of wisdom, words of instruction. And we don't have pictures, but I wonder what, what did Joshua look like? I mean, he was 110. What did his voice sound like? Was his body frail? Was his voice weak and, and raspy? And were there people in the audience with attitude, what is this old, senile, 110-year-old man that I can barely hear and understand him? What does he have to say to us? He is so out of touch with our world today. But did you notice as Joshua began to speak, that it says, and Joshua said to all the people, thus says the Lord God of Israel. Church, God has something to say to us from the older generation. And we need to listen. We need to honor them and we need to do as we're, as we're doing today. Thank God for this incredible foundation that they have laid for us, which is now upon the rest of us to build upon that foundation, to take the baton that they have been so faithfully carrying and to carry it ourselves in their example. And really what you see here in the book of Joshua, this really fits right into our, uh, the mission of our church. The mission of our church is to make disciples of all nations. And if you force me to pick one verse that is really the theme verse for what is discipleship, I would go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. And if you know the book of 2 Timothy, this is this relationship that Paul has with this guy named Timothy. It's like his son, his disciple. And Paul is dying. He knows he's going to die soon. And so he says, he says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 2, I won't turn there, I'll try to bring it up from my memory. And these things you've heard from me, and these things you've heard from me, oh goodness, in my memory. So that fits real well with today's theme, doesn't it? No, I'm not going to do that. No, I am going to do that. I better go. That's on purpose, okay? Second Timothy, and the things you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, share these things with others and trust these things to reliable men so that they will be able to teach others and pass it on to them as well. That's Eddie's interpretation. The point being, close enough, the point being that Paul's work in his ministry was not supposed to stop with Paul. But Paul wanted it to carry on in the life of of Timothy and all that Paul had learned and all that Paul had been taught and all that Paul had seen in Timothy it was now for Timothy to pass it on to others who would be able to pass it on to others and so this process of discipleship and so that the church would grow that's that's discipleship that's the model of Jesus we see as he realized his time on this earth was coming to an end he didn't say see you guys later I'm out but he passed on the baton of discipleship the baton of service to others who, who would then carry it on to his followers. 
It's really the theme that we talk about as we're working, we were talking about today in our class of life group leaders. It's so important not just to be a life group leader, lead your group, and then once you're gone, the group is over, but to have co-leaders, to have people that will follow in your steps. And the phrase or the motto that we use with them is there is no success without successors. And so that's really the idea of today's service is we're following the model of Paul to Timothy. We're following the model of Joshua and the Israelites. We've had an opportunity for those who have laid the foundation of this church through whom God laid that foundation. They've shared with us some wonderful, beautiful memories and, and stories. But church, the idea isn't for us to leave today and go well that was really nice let's go for lunch but for us to be challenged for us to be inspired by what God has done in them and through them that we would do as Joshua says we would choose this day that we like those who have gone before us we will serve the Lord well how do you do that and so what we want to do now in the remainder of our time together we don't want to just hear from these individuals their reflections and memories over the past we will want to hear from them and I asked them to give to me and, and words of instruction, nuggets of wisdom that you would pass on to the next generation. And so I want to share those with you today. Wanda Tadinko writes, Spend time studying God's word and put on the armor of God daily. She references Ephesians 6. So Jesus can be glorified in you day by day. Also meet with like-minded Christians frequently because iron sharpens iron. Judy Wilson wrote, love one another and continue to read the Bible. You see, they both mentioned this. Keep, keep reading, keep learning. Judy writes, there's always something new to learn. You see, you have a choice when you get older to dig in and get stuck in a rut because you've learned everything and you knew it, know it all or to be humble and admit, wow, there's so much more to learn. That's what Wanda and Judy are telling us. Angela writes these words, if there's one thing, Angela Odin, if there's one thing I would say as an important nugget of wisdom to the next generation at Eastside in carrying the baton of faith, it would be to not just know that God is always with you, but to live believing that he is with you every moment of your day. While we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who observe every word and deed, God's pre presence and our awareness of him within will not only bring us strength and comfort, it will also define our choices, reflecting his love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a good list. I think you stole that from the Bible, Angela. You are his ambassador. Shine his light for others to see and hear. Linda Keller wrote these words. Honestly, I think Eastside is doing a great job, including others, with their welcoming of newcomers and with activities for all ages. Right now, there's nothing I can think of to add. 
I know you emphasize the importance of belonging to small groups, and that is so important. Did you hear the positive tone in what she said? You see, that's super important because you got a choice when you get older to be more like that with a positive nature and see the good. Or sadly, sometimes when folks get older, they get crankier and they, they get more critical and they complain because things aren't like they used to be and that really happens in the church. If it could only be the church I remember, Linda shows us an amazing example of a positive trait. Karen Jones wrote these words. She said, Eddie, I'm not too good with words, but now I want you to listen to the words of someone who is not too good with words. A seated east side is one of my God spots where I feel especially close to our loving, merciful, and unchanging God. I can remember so many who had and have a part in my life. I feel God allows people to be a part of our lives for good reason. We should look for something in each person that makes them special. What can I learn from them? Love them unconditionally and God will give the increase. Karen, those are, those are beautiful words. And then her husband, I don't even need to read her husband's words, Bill. He gave us one word, participate. And Bill and I were talking the other day, and he says, that really, Eddie, I don't mean to just make it minimal, but that one word, it just encap encapsulates it all. You're talking about your vision, connect, grow, serve. You could just simplify it and say, participate. Claire Kaufman wrote these words. If there's one thing I would say as an important nugget of wisdom to the next generation at Eastside, in carrying the baton of faith, it would be show others how much God loves and cares for them by the way you treat them. Bob and Alice Solomon wrote together these words, we are family, if we could just get that. We are family. And as a family, we love and support each other in the good and in the bad. They reference 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 31, as is a great scripture to live by. That's that verse that talks about we are as a body of Christ. And Nancy Hendricks wrote these words, never give up. She might have gotten that from a prime minister in the United Kingdom. Never give up. Nancy, how do we not give up when so many people get on our nerves and bother us and offend us? She says, never give up, and then she gives us the clue of how to never give up. She says, forgive. Forgive your brothers and sisters and keep your eyes on your goal. And so then Sunday night, I, I, I was at Ken and Sharon McKittrick's house and I said, you guys were supposed to turn in your little nugget of wisdom and you didn't. And I was sitting next to Sharon and Sharon said to me, and she had a little attitude on her face. <laughs> she says, you know what I want to say? Well, Sharon, what would you like to say? I would just tell them to suck it up and stay with it. <laughs> and I said, all right, Sharon, can I quote you on that? You sure can. <laughs> and, then, and then she went on to speak, and I'm pretty sure, Ken, she was speaking on your behalf as well. I mean, that's the way spouses do, right? She said these words, 
She said, there were times when things at Eastside were not going how I would have liked for them to go. And I was tempted to leave. Is that what God wanted me to do? Suck it up. She did it again. Suck it up and stay with it. We are family. These beautiful people, these saints, have seen a lot in the history of this church family. They've seen the good, they've seen the bad, they've seen a lot of births, they've seen a lot of you that were born and now are parents and grandparents. They've seen a lot of people come and go. They've endured a lot of long and boring sermons before I got here. (laughs) They've seen a lot of change. Change they liked and some change they weren't so fond of. They experienced conflict with people. They saw conflict here. They experienced discouragements and disappointments. They've even seen a church split. But through it all, these are people that were faithful, just as their God was faithful. And if I could just take all that they just said and toss it into three basic points, I heard them saying to us, be faithful to God, be faithful to one another, and be faithful to the mission of our church. Those are the words we're called to live by as we leave today. Church, let's stand together and pray. Father, we thank you so much as we look back over the past. We see an incredible history. We see ups, we see downs, we see sad times, we see happy times. But we thank you, Father, that on this roller coaster of history of our lives and this church history, that you were that stable, steadfast presence that we could always rely upon. We thank you for the way that you brought us from where we were to where we are today. But now, Father, there is a future that lies before us. And so, Father, from the foundation that has been built for us by these beautiful people who are still serving and still learning, we commit our lives to you today. We choose today to take that baton that this church may become, to an even greater degree, a bright, bright light in this city, in this state, and in this nation, in this world. And Father, this song that we close with is not just a song that we close with. We offer this song to you as our prayer. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.